Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We had an exhausting week after the show last week. We'll tell you guys all about it, but first, let's say hi to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. So last night, Jimmy said to me, honey... No, wait, 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 say hi to everybody, and then you can tell your stories. They know who I am. I don't have to say hi. Now you have to say hi. Hi, everybody. Now you're happy. There you go. Now we want to, like, also shut up already. Now we have to introduce everybody before you talk. I hate when you do this. But that's the way every show does it. No, not every show. No. Yes, they do. The star always has the the, the, the lead. No, they always introduce everybody. So we want to say hello to the fabulous Danielle at W4CY Studios in Wellington, Florida. Like they care. Hello, hello, hello. They do care. care Then we have Scotty J from Rock Titan TV up in Pennsylvania. What's up, Scotty J? Hello, gentlemen. How are you on this fine day? There you go. Nobody cares about him either. Sure they do. They love him. They're nobody. One's a tech and one's a, I don't know what she is. I think she just like does everybody in the studio. He interviewed Billy Bob Thornton last night. Oh, big deal. I know. I also talked to your friend Scott Page. There you go. Oh, Scotty's a good guy. (laughs) Billy Billy Bob, I met. I met him with Angelina Jolie. Don't tell that story. In the drugstore. Oh, oh, yeah, that story you can tell. Yeah, I I I was in Beverly Hills, of course, and she and he were together. And I said to her, you know, Deirdre, my daughter sends love, blah, 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 blah. And also another friend of yours, Karen, your best friend. How come you don't call her? And she looked at me. She said, well, Karen's my friend, but Billy Bob is my best friend. And she pointed to him. 
And then they got divorced a month later. Anyway, that's Hollywood. There you go. So now you so can tell your story. So last night, Jimmy said to me, honey, so sweet. I want to take you to dinner in a movie. I thought, oh, wow, spring here is going to spring a little. So I said, La Valerie Suspenses, two very fine restaurants in Palm Springs. Well, I wound up in the movie theater in a chaise lounge eating Hutsa Pete. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Hutsa <laughs> Pete. That's what he calls a night out to the movies and dinner. But like I wrote on Facebook, Jimmy does not like to spend money on dinner. He'd much prefer to buy a, uh, what do you call those, action figure like Superman or a Batman for his collection. Because he said you eat a $150 dinner, the next day it's gone. But the action figure will be with you forever. That's true. So that's good thinking. And, and that we went and saw my little baby girl. Tell him the movie we saw. We saw a great we movie. We saw a good movie, Crawl. I thought it would be another one of those, you know, crap that I'm in all the time. Those stupid horror movies that I I play play in. But no, this was a very good one. It was called Crawl, about a hurricane coming to uh, Florida, Florida, like Key West or somewhere. No, Gainesville. Gainesville. Gainesville doesn't get flooded like that. What how stupid? Well, she left. She left Gainesville to go to her dad. It was two hours away. So yeah, because Gainesville is middle Florida. It doesn't flood anyway. Let's make believe it was Key West, and she goes down to Key West looking for her father, and he's trapped in the basement of the house where there are gigantic alligators from an alligator farm not far away that can swim now because of the flooding. And the movie is very exciting from the beginning to the end. It's full of, oh, oh, Jimmy jumped in my lap at one point, you know, knocking my pizza and my drink over. That was my dinner. And we had a good time. I would suggest to go see Crawl. Uh, it's a fun movie and a, a scary movie. It was a lot of fun. I'm yeah, excited. I would, I, would have liked, I would have liked to have played the father. And, you know, to be in a good movie. But anyway. It was cool. And the girl who stars in it, I forgot her name, but she's the girl who stars in all the Maze Runner movies. And, and she uh, worked her buns off. Let she me tell really you, worked. She had to work under really rotten conditions. In water, practically 80% of the film. Screaming, crying, looking like shit. Getting I mean, bit. Getting bit <laughs> and fighting with the alligators. It was really a lot of work for that actress. She, I hope she got paid more than $200 a day. I'm, I'm sure happy. she did. That it was a good movie because I really thought it was going to be a crappy movie and I wanted to see it really bad. But everybody's like, no, it looks so stupid. But I'm no, happy. it's actually good. No, it's not stupid. I mean, I've been in some horror movies. I, I want to kill myself after I've seen them. They were so bad. But this one was good. Uh, and I think the last two movies I did were also very good. One is called Circus Road, which has been changed to scary who's clown face? Clown fear. Clown fear. And the other one is the big friggin' rat. And that one comes. They're both going to be out at Halloween. At Halloween time, and I think they're pretty good uh, horror movies. I'll go check them out and let you know. And if you want to see a really good one, watch Ron and Croker. <laughs> I, I really wish you wouldn't bring that up. Let me tell you something. My performance in Croker is good. Excellent. I'm an actor. I'm a damn good actor. It was just that the film sucked. I mean, the photography, the acting of the other people. You know, some of these film, film people bring in strangers from the street. They say, okay, townspeople, we're going to make a movie in your town, and you could be this, and you could be that, and you could be the other. But they don't realize that they are not trained actors. They're just people. And when they read lines, they sound like they're reading lines, and their acting is very corny. And it ruins the film. So I know you want to save money, and these people are happy to be in your movie working for free don't do a film if you don't like i said to jimmy if you don't know how to do a film well 
don't do a film. Go drive a bus. I you know, agree. Or, you know, or be a garbage man or something, but you don't have to be a producer so you could have ego and impress your friends. There you, you go. Know, only make a movie if your budget is high and you can afford to pay good actors and good writers and good camera people and, and do it professionally. So we have all kinds of people in the chat room. Let's give some shout outs to the chat room. First off, we uh, we have Teresa Saban. Hello, Teresa. How are you? We have uh, official. Wait, that Teresa Saban is out- outrageously fabulous. Yes, I love you, whoever you are. I don't know. She's you. from Florida. I don't know her, but she's always doing the most kindest things on my Facebook, and and really, you're a flattering person. And I want to thank you for all of the kind stuff you do because sometimes Facebook is boring, and you make it a little exciting. But I'd like to know more about you. Um, she's very cool. You guys can follow her at. She's at Sabine Marketing on Twitter. What does and, she uh, do this broad? She's a marketer, I believe. Market what? I don't know. Marketing person. Marketing. I don't know. Whatever like she markets. Like super marketing? Going no, to- marketing. Like public relations, marketing, oh, oh, promotions. Well, you have to be clear about it. Our audience doesn't know. They hear marketing. They think she works at Publix. No, they don't. Teresa, what's up? We also got Twism White Piece in the oh. chat room. What's up, Twism? Oh, twizzy Piece. Twizzy White Piece. Eileen Shapiro is in the chat room. Um, hey, honey bun. Hey, honey bun. Shut up. Don't you dare copy me. B. Claudia is in the chat room. Wait, I want to go back to honey bun. Okay. Eileen, sweetie poo, I'm counting the hours till you're here. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. It's going to be such fun to see them again. I mean, you again. I, there you go. I love it, your relationship with Eileen. I'm the same way I with love my Eileen. I adore Eileen. Eileen is one of the nicest people. Listen, I'm going to be 80 years old, and in my almost 79, my 79, almost 80 years, I've really, truly never met anyone as wonderful as Eileen. If she turned out to be a you-know-what, uh, begins with a C, ends with a T, I would really be upset, and I would think that mankind sucks. I, but Eileen has re- – don't, don't interrupt me, little bitch. I'll come there and rip your lungs out. Now, stop it, Debbie. What's your name, Debbie? Danielle. I thought you were done. Don't you do this to me, Danielle. I'm coming right now. I'll be in Florida in four hours. I'm pulling your hair – cutting your hair to the root. And then Hang I'm gonna, on. We have more people to say hello and to. And then so I'm going to throw you to six gorgeous naked men. Okay. Um, we also want to say hi to. Uh, I see you made me lose like my place. I love Danielle. Like, I love to tease her. I always do this to Danielle. Danielle's fabulous. Oh, wait a minute, Danielle. What'd you think about you being thrown in a den with six hung naked men? Not my cup of tea. I like one at a time. I'm. I'm oh, you, you could you could have them one at a time. Just tell them to get in line. <laughs> <laughs> we also have. Illy from Estonia is in the chat room. B. Claudia in Germany is Yay, in the chat room. B. Claudia. B. We want to send you condolences. We're so sorry that, that Muffin passed away. Muffin is her beautiful dog. I know. So I'm we're sad. sending you condolences yeah. and love and hugs because we, we love know you. that dog's a family. Absolutely. Um, but we're so happy that you joined us today. And um, everybody, we got a fun show for you guys today. We have comedian Jason Stewart coming on. And then we have uh, Sam Huber, who's part of the True Groove uh, record label and uh, part of the global soul funk sound. I thought Jason Prince was coming on. No. Why would you think oh, that? Because uh, he posted something. He's coming on our show the, July 18th. No, that was that was a... Uh, that was the thing um, where you know how Facebook does those things of how you know people. Oh. He met us on the show on July 18th, and he wrote that how he that that since that date we've become such good friends, and that was like a year or two ago. That was one of those memories on I Facebook. Know. I, I hate you know, Facebook. Let my let me have my own memories, huh? You don't have to find my memories for me. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. 
I think that's hilarious. I don't think so. I think it's stupid because now I feel like an asshole. I thought that Jason was coming on today. No. I wanted to get that We bitch. do have somebody named Jason coming on. Though. Yeah, no, but my Jason from England, who I love, I love to torture him. You like this one, too. You know this one. We've met him before, and he was also at, at Sean Kanan's book signing. What's his name? Jason. Jason what? Stewart. Oh, I know Jason Stewart. Um, plus, he's Hi, been in Jason everything. Stewart. He's been in a million things. Yeah, so we're going to be calling him nice in a minute. Guy. He's a nice guy, Jason. We're going to be calling him in a minute. Uh, in the meantime, let's do our quick commercial for you guys. You can hear the Jimmy Star Show every week, and we're so happy everybody's tuning in. Um, you can hear us on W4CY Radio with the f- fabulous Danielle and Scotty J. Um, 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 Eastern time. You can also hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A. Hit 1069 FM in New York. Jackalope Radio in Kansas City. We're also on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audio Boom, Podomatic, Spreaker, Apple TV, and Podbean. And there's like 100 more, but those are like the big ones. And on YouTube, you can see us on, I mean, on television, you can see us on YouTube, um, Comcast, Roku, Vimeo, and now we're on Celebra Media VIP. So we've got a, a new TV station that's going to start carrying the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, and that's it. We appreciate everybody tuning in everybody, every week. Everybody, I am totally fabulous fashion chic. Do you see the color of this cup? First of all, Jimmy's cup. My cup is orange. But anyway, today I have a green oh, cup. I mixed them up. Sorry. Mix, look at the color, how it goes with Jimmy's shirt. This is a Jimmy Star shirt I'm wearing right now. It's an Asian design of all like Madam Butterfly women. And look at the cup. It's the exact shade of the uh, shirt. So don't tell me I'm not fashionista. Fashionista. Right? Look at that. Chic, chic, chic. No, it's fabulous. And the inside of my cup is cranberry juice, which matches the red. Exactly. So I've got cranberry green matching my shirt. Am I not too fabulous? Danielle, tell me how wonderful I am. You're gorgeous. I love Jimmy's shirt, too. I kind of want it. They're That's both not Jimmy what Star I shirts. said, Danielle. <laughs> I said, tell me wh- how wonderful I am, Danielle. I did. I wasn't, t- I wasn't talking about the shirt, Danielle. I said you were gorgeous. Oh, thank you, Danielle. You're so generous <laughs> and kind. And you guys, Eileen Shapiro is joining us next week on the show. She's coming right. into town Saturday for 10 days. We you can't know, wait. I would like you, Danielle, one day to come on the show and we could see you. Because I think everybody wants to know what you look like. And everyone, She's been on before. I tease Danielle. I absolutely love and adore her. She's the sweetest, kindest, most honest girl. She tells it like it is. She's my kind of people. So when I do my little shouting and yelling at her, it's just in fun. Right, Danny? Yes. Actually, after the show, I'll turn on the camera and I'll show you what I look like. Okay, but he's uh, seen you. Just take your bra off. (laughs) There's a fly in here. God dog it. All right, so everybody, here's what we're going to do. We're going to call our first guest. Um, He's an actor and a comedian and an author. And while we're calling him, we're going to play a video. Uh, It's a video of him doing a little monologue called Getting Old Sucks uh, at the Laugh Factory. Do you guys both have that? Yes. Yep. So how about on Enjoy, and then you guys call him and get him on the line. Sounds good. That work? All right, everybody. This is Jason Stewart, our next guest. This is a, a short video of him at the Laugh Factory. The name of the monologue is Getting Old Sucks. Enjoy. I hate getting older. I wish there was an 800 number you could call to stop this shit. I really do. I want to pitch seven and just get out of it somehow. You know you're getting older when you, when you get afraid of things you were never afraid of before. I used to love to go to an amusement park and almost die. And now that I'm getting closer to death, I don't want to go. Um, I recently went to Six Flags. I mean, Six Flags. <laughs> Has anybody ever been to Six Flags? Anybody here? 
Yeah, in Magic Mountain? Did you ever go on the Batman ride? Oh, that ride scared the shit out of me. First of all, they strap you in like you're a fucking mental patient. Your legs hang over like your mini-me. I got so nervous, I felt like my uterus came out through my mouth. <laughs> and I don't even have a uterus. <laughs> I think it was the woman's behind me. Because when I was done with the ride, I was wearing a high pair of high heels, and they were not my own. <laughs> it's awful to get older. It really is. It just, you know, you know what's really weird about getting old is shopping. I used to love to shop, you know, and now I, I lost some weight recently, and I went to Abercrombie and Fitch. Has anybody, at the Grove, has anybody ever gone? Oh my God, at the Grove, they have, they have this guy, and he stands in front. He doesn't have a shirt, and he stands like this, and his pants are all ripped up. I mean, why do I want to buy ripped up pants? What are you, a fucking idiot? <laughs> you know, and I, I, his pants are all ripped up. You know. And he stands like this, and he's really hot. And I thought he was homeless, so I put a dollar in his pocket. I couldn't get my hand up. I just couldn't get my hand. It was like stuck. And there was this little rip here. You could see just the tip of his penis. And so I walked in the store, and I wanted to buy a pair, new pair of jeans. No rip, no tears, no stains, no blood. And, and they have all the jeans in a case, like they're jewelry. <laughs> And then this, the uh, sales girl comes over, you know, she's got a headset on. She looks like, you know, I don't know, Lady Gaga on tour. <laughs> the music is playing really loud, so I can hardly hear her. And, and then lights are going on and off. You know, it's like being at a concert. Hi, can I help you? <laughs> I said, I'd like to get a pair of 34s. You know, I'm a th you know I lost some weight recently. She goes, can we get a pair of 34s for the old guy? <laughs> So I stabbed her. <laughs> it's awful to get old. You do it. Call me. Um... What's up, party people? I'm comedian Ron G. If you think that video's uh, uh, what happened feel with free that, to guys? like, share, and comment on the video below. <laughs> so or confusing. All right, we're Hollywood. live. We're live what? right now. No, the end of that clip, guys, just went to like another little piece, like a little promo, but it was part of the same reel. Okay. Oh, it's, it's YouTube. It's YouTube and all their commercials. Yes, it's YouTube. All right, everybody. So now we want to, now that we know we can hear him, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actor, comedian, and author, and probably lots of other things, Jason Stewart. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you. So excited to be here. It's going to be fun. Let me now introduce that's, you. That's a lot of baloney. You're excited to be here. <laughs> I mean, come on. I am. How it's, you know, there's a fly in the studio. It's on my nose. It's in my, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy suck the air in. You'll pull yeah. the fly in your mouth. Breathe yeah. in. The fly is right near Stop. your mouth. Stop. Hold on. We got to introduce him to everybody. So, all right. Starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russells. How are you, baby? <laughs> I haven't seen you in how long? A week? <laughs> It's been such a long time. No, that was like three weeks. Oh, my God, three weeks. I'm just... Oh, you guys are not married? Yes, we're married. Yeah, we're married. But you never see each other. No, you. He's talking about you. you. <laughs> See, I'm watching your show. I don't know. <laughs> but I said I haven't seen you. I'm here just, just watching the whole interaction, and I'm thinking... Oh. Like, you know. I, said, I said I haven't seen you in three weeks, and I'm desperate. Well, well, now I'm here, and nothing's going to happen between us. But thank you. <laughs> no, but you you could get naked and show me how big your penis is. <laughs> I could do that, but um, I'm choosing not to. Me too. Time's up. <laughs> so hold how, on. Wait, how have you been, baby? What's I've been going good. on? I've been good. You said baby. I thought you were talking to him. I didn't even know. I was just watching. You know, I'm doing really well. I've been really, really busy. I've been all over the country 
uh, hawking my book. Shut up, I'm talking. I've been to New York. I've been to San Diego. I've been to Palm Springs. I've been all over. I was in Laughlin, Nevada during the earthquake. <laughs> where, where were you? In Nevada. This fucking fly is on my nose. <laughs> I, I chose my French. But this fly is a rude fucking fly. I hate, I hate to, I hate to, uh, to interrupt, but I am here. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little more important than the fly. Just no, the, fl the, the fly is upstaging you. Go or anything. So hold on, we have to introduce you to everybody. Say hi to Danielle. She's at the W4CY studios in Florida. Hey, Danielle. Hello, hello. You are very funny. Oh, thank you kindly. And then we have uh, Scotty J in Pennsylvania. Oh, my gosh. Yes, Jason, what's going on, man? Hi, Scotty. And then we have a chat room in every country right now. We have Germany, we have Estonia, Canada, United States, Australia, all over. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, chat room people. I used to be in your chat rooms in the 90s, AOL chat rooms, gay for gay. I used to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> which one thing about Jason, which – so I looked up all your, like, different things about you to find out more about you. And that you're one of the first openly gay comedians and you came out on Geraldo 25 years ago, which is you're cool. You're gay? Oh, my God. Just Shocking. on the weekends, honey. Just on the weekends. <laughs> Looking and he at you, a... I'm thinking to myself, hey, I can't be gay every day. It's exhausting. It is. It's true. It's true. I'm now, you... now going to just do the weekends. Friday, I started up. Saturday, I'm in there doing it. Sunday, I lie down. And, you know, Monday, I'm moving furniture with your other, with the guy, Randy. <laughs> So you guys actually, we, I don't know if, we met you before, right? But we saw you recently at the Success Factor X signing, uh, Sean Cannon and Jill Lieberman's book in L.A. at Barnes and & Noble. And, and by uh, total coincidence, Sean is actually doing my, pod, rate, my, my podcast radio show at Dash Radio. It's, it's a radio show, they keep telling me to say. It's a radio show on, at, at 1 o'clock today. Isn't that there fun? you go. We're going to do this and then do that. We love Sean Cannon, by the way. He's total fabulous. Total coincidence. So yeah. we saw Jason at this book signing, and Jason has his own book. It's called – it's a memoir. It's called Shut Up, I'm Talking, Coming Out in Hollywood and Making It to the Middle, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the book since you're getting a lot of play. Well, what it is, it's about this little gay boy who uh, went to see a movie called Funny Girl when he was just a, a, a wee little tot. And fell in love with Omar Sharif and thought to myself, who am I left to be but Barbara Streisand? So I spent most of my life trying to figure out and clear up the wreckage of my past and become a man. And that's really what the book's about. Uh, there's all sorts of uh, chapters on different things. My father was a Holocaust survivor. My mother survived four husbands. I have an Orthodox Jewish sister. I talk about what it's like being uh, a gay guy in the straight boy comedy world. I talk about coming out on Geraldo, people that I've worked with, mentoring, difficult brothers and sisters. Uh, there's one chapter called All the Men I Loved Before. I've been a complete failure in all relationships with men. So I think to myself, there's nowhere to go but up. So that's the positive take. And then going all the way to having a uh, major supporting role in a film called The Birth of a Nation, playing a white heterosexual Christian plantation owner in 1831, and recreating myself in the last 10 years as a character actor. I love it. So you've been. So you guys have seen Jason in many things, um, Birth of the Nation, along with Army Hammer and Jackie Earle as the brutal plantation owners. Uh, Love is strange, which I thought was a great movie with Alfred Molina and John Lithgow and Marissa Tomei. is a great gay movie. Uh, which you didn't see that, but I have it, so you need to watch it. I don't it. watch gay movies because I hate homosexuals. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, he was in abducted, and we've had Ken Davishian and Scout Taylor Compton on the show. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Dirty with Tony Dennison and Alexander Paul. They've been on the show. Drop Dead Gorgeous with Jeremy London and Vernon Wells. They were on the show. I only picked out the people who who were on our show. Um, he was in two episodes of Will and Grace. He was in Gia with Angelina Jolie. Now that's you know, a good Alexander movie. Paul. Alexander Paul is like my best friend. She's like my sister. Oh my God! Well, she, she was in Paper Dolls back in the day, which was my absolute favorite thing ever. I have it like I have it like bootleg copies of it and everything. And I was so we had her on the show like six years ago. Like it was a really long and time ago. And Angelina Jolie is my other daughter because she grew up in my house when we lived in Beverly Hills. My daughter Deirdre and Angelina went to school together and are very dear friends. So I've watched Angie. <clears throat> excuse me. I've watched Angie grow. Uh, in every direction, and also grow as a wonderful actress. And I'm happy that you worked with her because that's I have a great, great story about both of them. Um, the first thing is Ale Alexander Paul is going to be hosting my book signing at Book Soup uh, August 2nd in West Hollywood here. And we've been friends since we were in our 20s. We were in a group called Young Artists United, and I met, and she was a, in charge of membership. And I meet this beautiful Goyish apprentice, and I'm this chubby, you know, Jewish schlepper. And I'm talking to her on the phone, and we hit it off, and she sort of pursues me as a friend, and it I mean, completely changes my life. I mean, this woman is the, an activist, a, a vegan, electric cars. She was the first person to have electric cars. She, could, she lives in Malibu and could barely get to my house in Hollywood because the extension didn't reach. It was just so hard. <laughs> You know, and uh, I, I just adore her, and I, I, I consider her my sister more than my really only my blood sister. I just spoke to her yesterday. Um, and Angelina Jolie, I did a film called Gia with her 20 years ago that Michael Kristoff uh, wrote and directed. And if people, you know, theater people will know him because he actually won the Pulitzer Prize for writing the play The Shadow Box, which, which is about cancer, but really seems like a precursor to AIDS. And now he's, a, he's been a character actor. I've been working. He's very prolific and very diverse and I had done a show on Broadway with Sandra Bernhardt, a one-night show at the Town Hall Theater for the Gay Games. It was a variety show, a stand-up, and he saw me, and then I got a call to come in to read for this movie, Gia, and I guess he just liked me, and he gave me the part as one of her agents. And what was really interesting about working with him, it was that he made you feel like you were the only person in the room, which Alexandra does all the time. And I remember Angie coming over to me and saying, she was in this, I had three little scenes as her agent, and I, I remember she came over to me, she says, I don't know if I should be doing this role, it's tearing me apart, I don't know if I'm going to be very good in it. And I said, are you out of your mind? This is going to change your whole life. This is an incredible script about an incredible woman. And I remember she, we talked and chatted, she was so sweet. And when there was this cast and crew screening at the Writers Guild, I remember she walked from one side of the room to the other to come and say hello to me. And, I, and only one other famous person has ever done that. Usually people wait for you to come to them. And well, I thought, a a Angie as a girl. I mean, the first time I met Angie was at my daughter's four-year-old birthday party. And she came to, to her party and I said to her, do you want to be an actress when you grow up? And she said, I don't know. And she maintained that sweetness throughout her life growing up. I've never, I just saw Angie with Billy Bob. We were talking about Billy Bob. And uh, she just- Recently they were together? Hanging out? No, 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 no. This is a while back. The story is that um, I said to her, you know, you never call Karen and Karen's your best friend. And she said, no, Karen's not my best friend. Billy Bob is. And then like two weeks later, they were divorced. So, 
you know, she, <laughs> poor Angie, Angie Void, I call her. Angie has had a pretty rough life. Her mother, Marshalena, was wonderful. John was neglecting. My daughter and, and Angie would play on the Beverly Hills Hill, the high school. They'd roll down, and John got more of a kick out of my daughter because she was a, vis- a vivacious personality. Angie was always a quiet, withdrawn lovely child and as a teenager she was delightful and charming she's wonderful i love her in my book i talk about my relationship with my mother a lot i talk about my mom a lot in my act and my mom's 82 and we're really close and my mom's had four husbands two she married two she killed i mean she's just (laughs) as a loon she's 82 and still shops at forever 71 and she's just so wonderful. And she was not the, the best parent. And she wasn't available. And she was just so young. And my father was, you know, working, 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 just like John Voight. So all this boo-hoo-hoo, the, you know, terrible life, it's a million years ago. And I think, you know... No, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Interruption, my friend. Uh, there are some parents who are... I have, I, have a, I, have a, I have a point in my little conversation. Listen, listen, before I walk off the... the guest. Nice, I will nice. walk off this set in a minute. There are parents who are cold-hearted and not warm, loving parents, okay? There are certain men that are so wrapped up in their own ego that they cannot see beyond their ego, okay? This girl was neglected by that man that man went on national tv and said his daughter was insane and beware of her this man should be shot i do not like john void period end of conversation now do your shtick honey bun thank you (laughs) so my parents are just as crazy and just as and they were and when i was growing up both of my parents were just as egocentric and completely uh self-involved and didn't have time for us and spent all their time on their own stuff and their own marriage I think it was also the, the, the time, uh, the way people would behave. And I think the most important thing is forgiveness. And my whole life has changed with that, with my mom and with my dad before he passed seven years ago. And I just, and I, and I forgive them both. And I have no uh, animosity about their egocentric or all, being cold or, and all that stuff my parents were. But they you, were also crazy funny and interesting. Not gonna do, do, you know, do you know Steve Bluestein? I, I don't know him well, but I knew him in my comedy store days, yeah. Oh, that's funny, because he has a book, too, that he wrote, and it's basically like, what was his name? Oh, Confe- uh, Confessions of, of a, a Nobody. No- of a Nobody. And he, and was- he also speaks about a r- wicked mother who is heartless, cruel, and cold. So it must be a Jewish thing. I'm half Jewish. So my mom so my- is great now. We have the best close relationship. We've cleared the wreckage of our past. I mean, everything that I wanted to say to my dad, I did. I mean, there was one thing in the book where when I was 14 years old, my dad took me, that I wrote about in the book, my dad took me to San Francisco, and uh, so crazy. And I remember staying in a hotel, just like Barbara Streisand's film, What's Up Doc, where you open the door and you could put the cleaning in it, and then on the other side, you could they could take the shirt and then bring it back the next day without opening the door. And I remember being so excited that I was in the same hotel. And for years, I thought my father took me to San Francisco. You're going to laugh your head off because he, he didn't want me to be gay. And he was really scared that I was going to. And if we had some father, you know, son time, that would do that. And, he, and, and that he hated me. Be, that's what I thought because I was gay. And then before he died, I sat in his bed with him, you know, because he was so ill. I, I lied next to him in the bed. And I said, Dad, I've always wanted to ask you this, but I've been afraid to. Why did you take me to San Francisco? And he just simply looked at me and said, because you needed it. There and you go. So, so things can happen with somebody who's selfish and crazy and cold-hearted and mean. And 
I think that we have to start focusing on the, the things that people did for us, the good things. Angelina would not have a career, you know, if it weren't for her dad. He, that, is would, a, that is an absolute lie. Angelina Jolie is a tremendously great actress. She would have worked her way through the system and became a great actress. Maybe John, so. Wait, wait, wait. John's what voice, happened to me? Then why listen, am I not working my way through the system? Would you not shout at me, please, when I'm speaking? And don't stop interrupting me or you're off the air. I'm really pissed off at you because you're not behaving nicely. Angelina Jolie, John Voight did nothing for her in her career. Nothing. I know this girl. Better than most. And this girl worked her way and honestly earned her beautiful. She's gorgeous to look at. She's totally Hollywood beautiful. And she is a superb, superb actress. Better than most. Now stop it. Now leave Angelina Jolie alone. You see how angry I get. I defend, I defend her because... Except I love her. where she has the I, horns in her head. That's the only movie I haven't seen. Oh, Maleficent is a great I love movie. her intensely. She's a decent human being. She gives millions of dollars to African children, to orphans. She adopts. She cares about gay people. She's given to all kinds of gay funds. If you need a million dollars, you can go to Angie and she'll give you 500000 She's very good. <laughs> she gives away her money to people, to humanity. She's a girl that cares about her fellow man. She is Everybody kind. likes Mr. and Mrs. Smith. She is kind. <laughs> she is sweet. She is darling. I adore her. There you go. There okay. You go. No more. I get really pissed off. I'm, ta- I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a half Jew and an Italian, you know, so you got to watch it. So, hey, he's because he's Jewish. Are you also Italian? No, no. I'm just I'm just scared he's going to shoot me through the screen. No. I wish I could. I'd blow <laughs> your fucking head off. But you guys are both. Crazy. He's from the Bronx and you're from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, but you know what it is? It's when people scream about people that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm not screaming about. anything. I'm just saying I believe in forgiveness. That's who I am as a person. No, she shouldn't have to forgive her father because her father was I'm not a saying kid. her. I'm saying She's me. not saying her. She's talking about him. He yeah, I know, but this is supposed to be an up, funny, hot show. It we is going to be. We don't do group therapy like my mother was a cunt. My father was <laughs> was a prick we don't do that shit on this show we do happy laughs and stuff and this show is going down the sewer and you know what i don't think i'm going to be on it much no, more relax. no i can't deal with this shit just Jimmy. relax you know, how, you know how i am i tell you to warn Let's our guests make it funny warn our guests so beforehand you're a comedian are turn a it fun, around we are a fun show we don't do we hate our parents on this show i told that to blue uh, Steve Bluestein, who's a dear, dear friend of mine. I don't hate my parents. I love my parents. Good. That's what I want to hear. How happy they were. I don't nice think you're you listening to what I'm saying. Uh, wait. You didn't have a nice Hanukkah. You didn't have a nice uh, life with them. They didn't give you gifts. I forgive them for everything. Oh well. You know what? Uh, go mom. to tell, tell it to your shrink. Don't tell it to my audience. <laughs> Anyway, let's all move right, forward guys. from that. Let's move forward from that and go. So first of all, the name of the book, you guys, is Shut Up, I'm Talking, coming out in Hollywood and making it to the middle. I'm sure we can get it everywhere, right? Yeah, it's at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, also from the publisher, CCB Publishing out of Canada, that you can get. It's all on my website, all my social media, jasonstewart.com, S-T-U-A-R-T. I'm going to be in Palm Springs doing a book signing in November at Just Fabulous. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, and that's on November 2nd. And then on the October 22nd, I'm doing something in Palm Springs that you guys have called the, the um, oh, God, it's called the Quads or the Quads. And they I have don't a, even know what it is. In this bar where they do a whole retrospective of your career. And I'm doing that on October 22nd. And I love Palm Springs. I come there all the time. And it's a second home. And probably going to be a little more of a second home in the next year or so. 
Uh, it's fabulous here. And his Twitter, you guys, is at Jason underscore Stewart. Um, to follow him on Twitter. What about Facebook and everything and Instagram and stuff? Is it just uh, Jason Stewart? Instagram is the Jason Stewart and Facebook is Jason Stewart T-O-O. <laughs> Why is it T-O-O? Just because you couldn't get... I know. I ran out of room on Jason Stewart. I, you, they only let you have 5,000 people. And then after that, you have to go to the next thing. Oh, yes. Okay. I just deleted all the people who I didn't actually know when that happened, and well, then that, I didn't worry about it. And you delete all your fans and people that, you, you know, you, that, you, that love you. I don't know them all, but I love them. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a quick question because people in the chat room are asking. So you're a comedian, and almost all the films you're in are comedies except for a few. How was it for you to do um, – because that was a really big movie, The Birth of a Nation, and you're, not a, and you're not a comedian in it. Like, is that difficult? I know you're an actor, but, like, since most of the things you do are comedy, people want to know, is it hard for you to go back and forth between comedy and, and heavy-duty drama? Not at all, because that's how I started as an actor. And, and uh, I think people know me more for comedy, but I've done both. I've done uh, just as many dramatic things as I've done comedy, but I think uh, because I came out at such a young age – before people, before a lot of other people did, I got, that was my sort of uh, branding at the time in the 90s and the 2000s. And then around 2008 or 9 or 10, I started pursuing a more serious career. But I, I, I did tons of dramas before and plays and theater and everything. And when you, when you, and you, when you went on, uh, what's his face, his show, uh, Geraldo, was that like a, like, what, was that like some kind of a coming out show that you were on? Oh, yeah. It was right after he, uh, the uh, white supremacists hit him on the chair, hit him on the nose with a chair. And he was one of the most popular shows at the time. And they called and did a show called Unconventional Comedians. And they had five of us on. And I came out on the show and then he kissed me at the end of the show. <laughs> That's, and that was fun. I'm sure you got a lot of play from that. Oh, it completely changed my life. You know, nobody had come out in that kind of way. You know, either you were already out and you were doing all the alternative clubs or you were in the closet and trying to, you know, dance as fast as you can, you know, that kind of thing. So it was, it was, it was groundbreaking. It was scary. It was, uh, I got fired in places. I, you know, I had great times in doing clubs of selling out and, and having this incredible nightclub career for around 20 years. I love that. All right. So here's a, a, a hypothetical question because you've worked in some really big things with some really big people. So hypothetically, if you could have uh, worked with any male and female that, uh, who's on your bucket list that you haven't worked with yet. And the other thing is what movie that's ever been made in history would you have liked to been in? Well, I would say first Dustin Hoffman, favorite actor. Oh, good. Nobody says that. That's a good one. I absolutely love him. Uh, probably Whoopi Goldberg also because I think that she has this – uh, she's somebody who hasn't really gotten as much due in, the, in, in roles in the last number of years, but I think she's an incredible talent. And I, when I look at her, I think to myself, if somebody that has her sensibility and is so different can be a success, so can I. And uh, what movie would I like to have played in? Oh, I would, I would love to have done... Um, uh, God, uh, Truman. Truman Capote. Oh! I would love to have played Capote. Is that the one who was Philip Seymour Hoffman was in? Yeah, either either movie, honestly. I would love to have done that. I don't look anything like him. I'm tall, but, uh, you know, I don't have this voice. And, but I would love to uh, have done that. I worked on that scene in my acting class. It's funny. And how did you meet Sean Kanan? Uh, Sean Kanan, I met him. In, you're like psychic, and I have to go. He's going to be there in 20 yes, minutes. Yes, let's go. Go, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, Sean Kanan was in that same acting class. Oh, you're like psychic. Cool. You're we like love- 
We love Sean and Michelle. We love Sean and Michelle. All right, so everybody, this is Jason Stewart. The name of his book, Shut Up, I'm Talking, coming out in Hollywood and making it to the middle. Get it everywhere. Books are sold. There you go. Thanks for coming on the show. Go have a great interview with Sean. Tell him we said hello. Take care, everybody. Thanks all right, thanks. Bye-bye. Yay. Okay, I'm getting phone calls all over the place. I don't know what the heck this is going on. All right, everybody. So next up, we're going to have Sam Huber in a little bit. Um, we're going to take a little music break real quick and uh, play Ian Garen's Roll the Dice. Do you guys have that? Hello. Yes. yes. You guys are just going to have to give me a second because this microphone is uh, takes a second to connect. Oh, that's okay. It can take it can take a second to connect. <laughs> what pisses me off is how somebody that knows nothing can say that if it weren't for John Voight, Angelina Jolie would not be an actress. I think that's the stupidest statement. He didn't I've say heard. that. He yes, said he did. no. He said he she, it helped fast tracker is what he said. No, no, no. He, that's not what he meant. Anyway, okay. I have anyway. I have that music video rolling the dice. Hurts. I kind of read it that way. I, I I kind of felt that he was simply insinuating that Angelina got her start, her break, because her dad oh, because was famous. Her, which is bullshit. Which is Well, I will, I will say crap. this, though, Ron. The fact that she is as massive as she is, uh, A-list celebrity, she did that all on her own. You know, you I mean, she you took you don't it around. Wait, people don't know her background. First of all, she studied in school to be an undertaker, okay? That's how weird she got at points. Now, when I said to her, do you want to be an actress? You know, she... Listen, my daughter Deirdre's friend... Please, I know what Angie's all about. I know things about Angie that I could tell, I would break news. She knew Brad Pitt way before the other one knew Jennifer him. Aniston. Before Jennifer and she had an affair with Brad Pitt way back when she lived on Olympic Boulevard in, in, in Beverly Hills. Angie was a hardworking girl. She really put, she, listen, there are so many children of so many celebrities who can't act and stink and they go nowhere. They have one movie because of pity and then they're out. This girl is a super, superstar. She's a multi-million dollar payroll star. And I get crazy. I get angry when people say things about it. Oh, her lips are not real. She had them blown up. That's bullshit. Those are her lips. She had them when she was four I years mean, old. I mean, at the end of the day, who really cares what body parts are fake or not? No, like, but it doesn't jealous matter. people. They, they, yeah. Before she had her breasts removed from her cancer thing, they said her boobs were fake. They were water bags. They were not. She was 14 years old. She came in my house. She had a body of death. My daughter was an ironing board, skinny little thing, 14. Angie walked in looking exactly like Angie looks now. I mean, she's a stunning girl. She's a wonderful humanitarian. And how this man could say, this man is, I don't like him, period. And that's why I'm so sorry he came on our show. And I will never speak to him if I ever see him. I will ignore him. He's the kind of negative, whiny Jew that I can't stand. And I'm a Jew, so I could say it. He's a whiny Jew, whining. They want my mother no good. My father was no good. If my parents were murderers, I would not go on national radio and TV and say anything negative about my parents. Steve did though, and you didn't care when Steve did. I it. didn't care when Steve did it because Steve did it differently. And Steve is a good friend, so I had to overlook a lot of things. Oh, okay. But I was raised very Italian. And you do not disrespect or say anything bad about the family in public. He, uh, in public, no, not even in public in general. Like my grandpa is first generation America, and his parents were immigrants from Italy. And you don't do that either to family. No, and and I got news for you. If I had murderers, drug addicts, and killers in my family, and the police came and asked me, I'd say I don't know. 
not my, my family. My That's how we were raised. We kept our mouths shut and we never said anything bad, let alone write a book about how dreadful your parents are. That is the most disrespectful thing you can do. No matter how wicked your parents are, they gave birth to you and they fed you. No matter how awful or cold or restraining they were, they took care of you. He's an adult. He's fat and healthy. So obviously they didn't steal and uh, uh, starve and beat him. And they're his parents. And I don't respect anyone that writes a book negative about their family, period. Like Joan Crawford's daughter did, that piece of shit, writing badly about a movie legend to make a buck. You don't have to bring out the family skeletons what to make a living. What about Mommy Dearest, though? That's, That's like what a I'm writing, shit. Mommy okay. Dearest. You don't as have long to as do mine pay all, their my, all my psychiatric bills, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Listen, I, I had it rough with my father. My father was European, but I loved him and I would never say a bad thing because whatever my father did for me or trained me or, or when he put me in a corner and hit me with, a, with his belt, it paid off because I became a good human being. I didn't take drugs and I didn't do what my other friends did that are dead now. They all died. I have lost all my friends growing up from drugs, and my father would be strict about that. He taught me no drugs and, and to be respectful. And No, no, I'm sorry. I, I can't deal with it. Anyway, we're a fun show. They're saying that the one cool thing about the interview is that your hair stayed amazing all the way through. Of course it does. <laughs> of course it does. And Twism, Twism says it's called Hush Mouth, where he's from. Yeah, I Twism, agree with that, You know, too. I mean, really, when you have to... I feel when you have to go on stage and curse constantly to be funny, you're not a comedian. And if you have to go on stage and discuss your family to be funny, shame on you. Now, Phyllis Diller did it, and so did Joan Rivers, about a fictitious husband. That's okay. It's a fictitious character. I did stand up for 45 years and I did it as Jane Russell and drag with a pretentious with a, uh, a, a, a fake husband I didn't have a husband I'm, you know uh, yeah. so it's okay but don't do it with the real family don't air your garbage out this is not a group therapy don't buy a book to snoop I don't have I, I don't have a relationship with my dad at all honestly my dad didn't really do much of anything for me but you'll you'll never know it for like i have a new friend and they'll ask me about my relationship with my father i jokingly just sit there and quote finding nemo i never knew my father and that's the beginning and end of it well, I, I just learned that my whole comedy routine is absolutely shot. What am I going to do now? Talk, you know, do nice comedy. Talk about fun that the family had. Families have a lot of laughs. They always have a crazy aunt or a wild uncle. There's always somebody in the family that's worth writing about and talking about. And you've got to look at the positive upside of life. I lived. People say, how come you're 79 and you look so good? And I say, because I don't negate. People who are negative become negative looking. They become grouchy. They become boring. They become complaining. They become pissy. And you don't even want to be in their company because if God forbid you ask them how they are and they tell you you want to slit your wrists, they will <laughs> depress you. They will take you down to their level. Avoid people who are derogatory and who are suffering in their skin. That's why okay. I have three friends. Only, only be with people who are up and happy and you'll live to be 100 and look beautiful because that's what life is meant to be. Tragedy comes our way. You know, we have a saying in Italian, you cry alone and you laugh with people. And that's what you do. You don't cry with people. 
Nobody wants to hear you cry and listen to your mogonyos or to your. Actually, that's true. Like whenever your, you ask somebody how are you doing, and then they like give you this long list of everything that's wrong, you're like, people don't really want to hear that. They're being no, polite. That's it. They're just being polite so when they I, ask I you am, that. I am a person of positivity. I despise negativity of any kind. I despise narcissism. Anyone that comes on this show and treats it like it's a commercial. This is not a show to come on to do a commercial about how fabulous you are and how wonderful you are. We will do that for you. We will sell your book and we will sell your dates. But you don't do it. And I told Jimmy to tell our guests that. The guests that come on our show are coming on our show for fun, laughs, and a good time. We're not here. We're not group therapy. We don't want to hear bullshit stories about your hard luck. We all have hard luck. Keep it to yourself. Show the world you're a happy person. And well, now more. I'm getting divorced, and it's all your fault. <laughs> well, good. Now you could be gay and find a hot lover. Hey, you guys got a spare room at your place? Hey. No. <laughs> Secrets are coming out on the Jimmy Star Show. What? I, you gotta like love it. Anyway, we always have wonderful guests. We do, and we always have wonderful music, and that's why we're going to play Ian Garen's Roll the Dice. Do you guys have that? Yes, yeah. we do. I need a roll of- you know, and, and this guy that was just on wonders why he never could keep a relationship. Well, I'd like to tell him why. Nobody could tolerate him for more than 10 minutes. I mean, any guy that picks him up or wants to go out with him would run the other way after this guy. I mean, please, you talk about a downer. Woo! All right, everybody. So this is Ian Garen. The name of the song is Roll the Dice. I think you guys are going to love it, so enjoy. Hello, doll. How you been? Life hadn't given us a chance to speak. So right now, I'm going to tell you a story. Sort of behind the scenes of you and me. The things that happened while you weren't here. Because it's been a long time since you left. But I never got over it. I always thought we'd have another chapter. Promise not to mess up this time around. Let me pick it up when we left it. I've been leaving us on my birthday. I'm 20, 13. Remember that girl I dated, or whatever that was that faded. Her sister was 10 times better than she.
All right, guys, we're back. We are live. All right, everybody, that was Ian Garen. The name of the song is Roll the Dice. It's off his brand-new album that recently came out. He's going to be coming on the show in uh, August sometime. He's super, super talented, super, super cool, and it's awesome. So then, so, you know, we left last week. Uh, right after the show, we went to L.A., and we went, excuse me, wow, we went to go see a cool movie, and we went to the red carpet premiere of Marcel Walsh's new movie, Blind. Fabulous. You want to tell him a little bit about it? Well, like I wrote the review, and I, I don't write a review about a movie if I don't like the movie because I don't want to hurt the film or the people in it. Um, Sarah French is beautiful with a gorgeous body, and I know Sarah for quite a while now. Every movie I see Sarah French in, she's naked. So they've nicknamed her the, the body, or, the, or what do they call it? The, the, the naked something, and naked or the body. Now I find out from Jimmy that Sarah French is starring in this movie called Blind. Driving in, I said to Jimmy, I don't think Sarah French can carry this movie. I've never seen her do anything that's quality work. She's always naked. I got to the theater, sat and watched about 20 minutes of the film and said to Jimmy, she's brilliant. She's a fantastic actress. She's doing a fabulous job with her character. She is a movie star who has a surgery and goes blind from the surgery. And now she's suffering in this beautiful home by herself because she's blind. She doesn't know how to cope with it. Her emotions were wonderful. Her tears were almost real. Everything about her performance was fabulous. Caroline Williams, who's a vintage great actress, I didn't expect anything but perfect from was wonderful in the film. She played a person who was blind from birth and was helping this movie star to cope with being blind. Well, there is a crazy man who adores her, who worships her, who follows her, and he wears a mask, and the mask is a pretty boy. He finds his way into her house and lives in the basement. Now, the movie star doesn't know he's there. There was one scene where she opens a refrigerator door and then closes it, and bam, he's right there standing next to her. He watches her take a shower. He watches her while she's sleeping. He follows her all over. He's always at her side. And he kills everybody who, like, Well, we don't want to do that. We her. don't want to spoil the film. But anyway, the ending is uh, Hitchcockian. The film was very well written and performed by everybody professionally and beautiful and i would suggest that you either see blind or buy it or rent it whatever it's not available yet but yes when it comes out because it's we'll let you know it's truly a good thriller not necessarily a chop em up horror movie it's more of a thriller yes, think suspense. think about it think about it ladies if you're not seeing who's next to you and that person is in your home how chilling that could be it was really good Excellent film, excellent performance. Sarah French, you're fabulous. You're quite an actress, and we're going to see a lot of you now, and not necessarily naked. It's a fantastic film. And then we drove home, got home late at night, slept, woke up, did a little bit of work, and then we drove back to L.A. again, this time with Garrick Lee from Garrick Lee Style TV, who was our guest on the show last week. And we went to the info list pre-Comic-Con red carpet bash at the Wisdom in L.A., and we had a fantastic time and met all kinds of cool people. 
Um, we walked the red carpet. Uh, Lorraine Landon was with us, and Addison was with us, and Regime King was with us, and Garrick Lee, and everybody from Clown Motel, Dave Bailey, Joseph Kelly, Angela Joseph. Um, so many of our friends. And the magnificently beautiful, uh, what's her name? Adrian Wilkinson? No, Cosmina. Oh, Eugenia Cosmina. Eugenia Cosmina is someone you must see. She's a Vogue model. <clears throat> Pardon me. She's from Russia. I have never seen a girl as beautiful in person in my life without any makeup, washed face, and charming and sophisticated. She was just the highlight of my evening spending time with her. There's a possibility she may be in one of the films that we're considering, and you all can see her. She's a good actress as well, so they say. I have a fly in here that's driving me crazy. I know. Should I get the fly spray and see if we can no, get it when I, he sits then, here? Then we'll get toxic. Okay. Get chopsticks. Uh, oh, yeah. Daniel's anyway, it was, uh, it was a wonderful evening, and I love it. The dome is beautiful. You go in, you look at the ceiling. There's a show going on at the ceiling. Uh, we're going back next week when Scott Page is playing there with Pink Floyd, and you lay in a lounge and you listen to Pink Floyd live while you watch this psychedelic, beautiful stuff going on on this gigantic ceiling. It's a dome. So if you do a little gummy bear, you know, get a little buzzed and go watch it, you're really going to have a good time. You got to like love it. So we also met, I met, I, now I forgot his name, but he was like one of the stars of Dumbo, the big Dumbo film. And we met um, Sinbad, the comedian Sinbad. Who's he was terrific. fabulous. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with Sinbad. And we met the guy, um, now I forgot his name, but he was the uh, the three-headed dragon. He was the middle head in the, uh, the new Godzilla film. And then we saw TJ Storm again, who is Godzilla in the Godzilla film. And, uh, and the place was just filled with so many celebrities, so hard to remember all of them. But it was fun. But Adrian it, Wilkinson was there. Adrian was there. Uh, it was just a fun evening, and, and we had a great, great time. We got home at, what, 2 in the morning? 2 or 3. So we were wiped out for days. D wants says, can someone tell me why I live in Germany? Gee, move to the United States. <laughs> You'll have a lot of fun. You'll have a lot of fun. It'll be fun. And, um, and, then and, and, and I have several German friends from Germany. And they love Palm Springs because of the heat. And then we also, um, then we came home and then we were exhausted from two nights of like being out late. And Friday we were dead all day. We worked and relaxed. And then Saturday we went to dinner with Garrick and Tony, just the four of us at their house. And Tony is Garrick's husband from Garrick Freestyle TV. And then Sunday or Monday, we had uh, other friends over for dinner. So it's been a very busy week. Now we're getting ready for Eileen Shapiro, who will be here on Saturday for 10 days. And I cannot wait because Eileen is like my special friend. And we have so much fun together. Don't and say that, special. Why? Say cool or something else besides special. Why not special? Huh? Why? Because special means like handicapped. Like what, special needs. What world are you from? <laughs> That's what it means. No, it does not. Special means more than better. Special is <laughs> a, a special dinner. You cook a special dinner. That's a handicapped dinner. There's a movie with um. There's a movie and the girl. You know, has I don't a, care for today's English. A club and it's a special needs club and the guy she wants a rock star to be a member and he's like I can't be a member. That special need special means retarded. It does and not the, mean retarded. <laughs> now stop it, Jimmy. Special means better than. It's special. Have you guys heard that before? I'm yeah. not making that up. No, special Say, Danielle, say it. He what was you talking. Hear? Sorry, go on. Sorry, Ron, I thought you were done. Special means 
a special like holiday, favorite or something. a special gift. It means it's beyond more. It's what special means. Okay, have you heard guys heard what I'm saying or not? My, my, my wife tells me how special I am all the time. Oh, there you have it. <laughs> See that that's it. you just proved my point. <laughs> no, it's a thing. It's special it's special needs. That's why they ha- call it special needs class. Yes. I'm going to speak Italian from now on because the Italian language has none of this nonsense in it. The old words mean the same thing. I mean, today's English has changed. You have to be aware of everything you say, please. Twism says Thank God I'm 79, maybe five years left, and then I'll bite the dust. Twism says his wife calls him special, and it's not being nice. (laughs) (laughs) Backpack John has joined us, too, earlier, but I didn't say anything. What's up, Backpack John? How are you? Nice to see you. And, um... Um, I forgot what um, I was going to say. I forgot what I was going to say. You're just a special say. person. I am. I'm special. <laughs> anyway, let's get this show going. Let's have some laughs here. I don't care for this down crap. We're not being down for like the last it's 15 minutes. It's being serious. We're not serious. We're delirious. So be delirious for us. Well, we have to. We have to get, you know, whatever, whatever. Actually, we're going to play. We'll play another music video, and then we're going to call Sam Huber in a few minutes. In like 10 minutes, we'll call Sam Huber. Right. Okay, so... So you guys, um, Electric Radio Kings, one of my favorite like up-and-coming rock bands. Um, they got a new single called Jack Black Flower. You guys have it, right? Yeah, I sure do. How about you, Scotty J? Affirmative. All right, so everybody, this is the Electric Radio Kings, Jack Black Flower. Enjoy!
spark up a big spliff afterward? He doesn't smoke. No, I don't smoke. Oh, he takes wow. gummy bears. Oh, there I you take, go. Like, I make it sound like I take them. I took three in my life, four or five, maybe. Oh, crap. It looped. What All right, happened? guys, we're back. We're live. We're live. Uh, live. All right, everybody. That was Video the Electric Radio dogs. Kings. That yeah. was Electric Radio Kings, Jack Black Flower. Uh, they got a brand new album, Purr, that's getting redistributed and re-released in August um, through all the major channels. You're going to see it everywhere. And their last single went to, like, number 30 or something on Billboard Rock. Um, so they're very cool. Check them out and follow them uh, at ERK Radio 2017 on Twitter. There you go. Their live shows are awesome. Everybody's saying they like that that rock music. Do you like them? Scotty Jason, you're like a rock guy. Yeah, yeah, I do. I definitely do. I, I think they're I'd pretty feature good. Them. Yeah, I'd have them on Rock Titan. They look really, they look really, uh, they look really good. Um, all of them. I mean, they look like a freaking like rock band. And I got them invited to like a red carpet event in Las Vegas, headlined by Snoop Dogg and and uh, Snoop. I would Snoop, love to hang out with Snoop. Snoop Dogg and Iggy Azalea. Yes, very cool. Which is very, very, very cool. I just don't want to drive to Vegas to go to something like that. And Ron, I think, would have a heart attack. <laughs> Why? I have my earplugs. What Actually, happens in Vegas? Ron would like he wouldn't like the music, but he would like the uh, like to see it. It's probably to see it all because it would be very cool. Well, what's to see? Oh, it's a huge like concert event, uh, red carpet concert event, but it'll be filled with like rock stars and rap stars and stuff. Oh, good! Then I could wear Jimmy Star jeans and Jimmy Star shirts. <laughs> there you go. Jimmy Star. So where is the Jimmy Star store? That's what I want to know. Where is this online Jimmy Star store where we I, can get all the fire merch? I, I think it's having a fire sale. I don't know. It's gone. No, we don't have it at the moment. You know what it is? Is I didn't relist everything on eBay, and so they deleted all the listings. And like, there's like it takes forever. There was like 200 of them. Um, go, and so Jimmy. I have to like redo them, and I don't have time right now to redo them. Time to resurrect. Yeah, uh, eventually I, I will. Actually, shirt. as soon as we make a, a bunch of money, the Jimmy Star Design Store is going to be coming back anyway with all new designs because we're just getting rid of old stuff now. But we're going to be coming back uh, with all stuff. new stuff. The old stuff is brand new. I see when I go shopping, I see stuff that would have been Jimmy Star stuff five years ago. He was so ahead of the times. Oh, that's true. I was way ahead of the times. You know what I mean? So it's not old stuff. This shirt I'm wearing right now is so current. I mean, when I wear it, and I've worn it before, I get compliments galore. Where did you get that shirt? And I say, it's a Jimmy Star, one of a kind. You can't get it because he only makes originals. He doesn't duplicate. That's right. And I never did. And, and we're going to come back, and then Ron's going to do, like, the Jimmy Star, help design the, the Jimmy Star conservative line, and I'm going to do the funky one. My conservative line's not going to be so conservative. I mean, it's going to be very tight pants for men so that everything shows and you look sexy. Yeah, that's not conservative yeah. at all. No, not fishnet, but I, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's time that, you know, men are, men are too modest. Men worry about their junk. Um, I don't care. If your junk shows, it's okay. It's part of who you are as a human. In Europe, they show their junk all the time. They don't care. That's but in America, the guys are, oh, I'm embarrassed if my wiener shows through my slacks. Well, then chop it off. I mean, it's stupid. It's part of who you are. And women enjoy it. And certain some men enjoy it. So, you know, be sexy. And, and your buns should look good, not baggy pants where you look like you got a load in your diaper. I you know, wear sexy pants, tight on the buns and nice on the crotch and fitted through the tie, thigh, and you you look younger, you look sharper. That's I hate why I like baggy cowboys. pants. 
Don't you, Jimmy? You, I, you know, I, I, I like baggy pants. No, Jabot was one thing, because Jabot was tight on the buns and gave her the basket. It was loose all over. I'm talking about those funky old man pants that people wear. You know the kind I mean that just look like old men pants. Yeah, well, I don't like old men pants, but I can't wear the baggy stuff. That, I mean, the tight stuff is just something about like it makes me uncomfortable. Especially like I can't works? wear jeans that are like hip hugger, like low rise jeans, because I just don't like them. And when you bend over, like they fall off. Well, then they are fitted properly. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. I like I like things to be big and baggy. I love 1920s style. Yes. What's 1920 style? Like, turn of the century, like late 1800s, early 1900s, like that whole style, the way people dressed back then. Love All it, love it, up. love it. Yeah. yeah, I like that, too. I actually like that, no, too. No, I like the way we dressed in the in the 50s, in the late 50s and early 60s. That was cool. He loves the Turner Classic movies, how all the people dress, and all the women always have dresses, and men always have suits, and you don't see people wearing, like, ripped-up things and no. things, cracks of their asses and all that kind of no, stuff. I mean, like Harry Grant, you know, they always put him on Facebook dressed up, and they say, what happened to men like this? And, uh, you know, there's a couple of actors out there now who are dressing very, very Cary Grant and trying to bring that sort of style back, class, you know, the sexy, strong man uh, in a suit look everybody wants to look like an 18 year old boy i should talk i'm the same way i mean i wear clothes that if i had a son he could have worn there you go so i, here's I, what I don't, I don't do. dress adult by any means sometimes here's i do here's what we're gonna do guys we're gonna play a video now and, and get sam huber on the line um the name of the song is isn't it a pity and it's off his brand new album called songs for mona and it's a cover of a george harrison song that he's made totally his own do you guys have that video yes yep um, so on enjoy. All right, everybody. You well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't hear D. D, you there? You good? D? Hold on, hold on, hold on. She disappeared. Yeah, I just want to make sure that we're good with D, because D, we can't hear you at all. You can't hear me at all. I just want to make sure everything is timed up properly. <laughs> yeah, I'm good to go. <laughs> Hello, Danielle. Smile, Ron. <laughs> See, aren't you glad I was paying attention? Because we could have been out of synchronization, and we I didn't want to have that happen. I got it. There you so, go. So, Danielle, are you there? Yeah, you can't hear me? Uh, oh, no, I, I can barely very, hear yeah, you. Yeah, you sound distant. Well, I'm like on top of the microphone. I think this microphone's going dead. You're on top of the dead. microphone? Okay, well, do on enjoy. How's that? Sounds good. All right, everybody. This is Sam Huber. Isn't it a pity? Off the new album, Songs for Mona. Enjoy. Isn't it a pity? Isn't it a shame? How we break each other's hearts and cause each other pain. How we take each other's love. Without thinking anymore Forgetting to give back Isn't it a pity Some things stay so long But how do I explain Oh 
the same Hey, are we live? Still playing, but I oh, guess I could playing. pull it. All right, yeah. No, there, there was there was something weird going on with the video, but we're good, and you guys are live. All right, everybody. Hey, so that everybody. was that was the brand one of the the brand new single, isn't it a pity? Uh, George Harrison covered by Sam Huber, and uh, it's off his album Songs for Mona. And we're gonna make sure we can hear him. Sam, say something. Let's before we introduce you. Let's make sure we can hear you. Hi, how are you doing, guys? 
There you go. Doing good, doing good. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the Woo. funkiest, the funkiest man in Finland, Finnish funk master Sam Huber. Hello and welcome to the show. Wait, say that Thank again, you. Jimmy. Thank you. I'm gonna say it again. The funkiest man in Finland, in Finland, the Finnish funk master. Oh, because it Sam sounded, Huber. Sounded like you said something else. Oh. <laughs> there was no N in that first pronunciation. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> the first one sounded like. Well, you know what? Well, he could be. Maybe he's a fuck master, too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam. So before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, Sam. How you doing? Hey, good. Nice to meet you. Good, good, good. And then we've, we've got the people behind the, the scene that you can't see, but you can hear say hey to uh, Scotty J in Pennsylvania. Hey, Scotty J. Hey, what's going on, Sam? Yeah. And, then we've, and we've got Danielle at the W4CY Studios in Wellington. All right. Hi to you, too. Hello, hello. Oh, good. We heard her that time. And good. we have a chat room full of people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room, and then you got to do a special hi to uh, to Eileen Shapiro. Okay. Hi, chat room people. Hi, <laughs> Eileen Shapiro. Hey, 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 that worked. All right. And I love your shirt, by the way. It's fabulous. Thank you. I love your shirt. It Thank could you. have been a Jimmy Star shirt. Yeah, it looks like I could have made Jimmy it. Jimmy did the different inserts in the car. Look at this. He did this years ago. And and your 20. shirt is current. Is that an American shirt or did you get this it in Europe? in New York. There oh, you okay. go. Uh, you got to like love it. All right, you guys. So Sam Huber, first of all, you can check him out. He's samhubermusic.com. He's got a brand new album, Songs for Mona, out on True Groove Records. And if you guys remember a few weeks ago, uh, we had the fabulous Tomas Donker, who's uh, the founder of True Groove Records, on the show. He's got a songs from Mona. It's a brand new six-song EP, and he's from Finland. And he's actually like an actor in Finland. Like he's an actor. He's been in a voice actor. He's been in all kinds of things. And now he's uh, in New York City. He's got a bunch of shows. So um, we're gonna give him a little chat. Yes, we are. So what's the difference between New York City and what's Finland's main city? Helsinki. Uh, uh, Hel Helsinki is like Pittsburgh, and New York's New York, you know. But but do you have a big city in yeah. in Finland. Yeah, like Helsinki is the biggest city of this capital of Finland, but it's still a, compared to New York, it's a tiny tiny village, you know. So now, how do you deal with that six months winter, six no sun, six months daylight, six whatever that is? Uh, badly, it's horrible. <laughs> I can't imagine like getting up in the morning and it's still nighttime. You know? What is that like? Give us a little idea of what that's like. When you get up in the morning and it's still nighttime. Yeah, like it's like it's very it's very depressing. People talk about winter depression, and that's a, a that's a real thing. People get really uh, you know uh, depressed, and so you have to have artificial uh, light, you know, uh, light therapy lamps inside and stuff. And so then, it stays and, dark for like the whole day. It never gets light never. outside. Six yeah, like, months. Six months of light. Uh, sunlight, but if it's a cloudy day, no sunlight. You know, oh my God! Two and hours then there's of sunlight. Day, and then there's daylight for six months where you it's never night, so you go to sleep in the, in the, summer, with the sun. Obviously, in summer, yeah. There's a movie. There's a horror movie uh, with Josh Hartnett called Thirty Days of Night about like vam like these vampires who come and they attack and kill everybody because there's thirty days in this this like town with all the snow and everything and it never ever gets light at all it's dark 24 hours a day for 30 well, days that's great all the vampires should go to finland for six months <laughs> and then and then they can live it up you know they just can party away 24 hours a day you can party but 
leave before the sun comes. Okay, so what makes you do the kind of music you do? Well, I always like to really, really groovy stuff. It doesn't matter if it's rock and roll or classical music. So, like, I'm an old eater, but, like, made, lately, this last 25 years, I've been doing funk and soul music. I'm kind of stuck in that, but I'm, I like all kinds of kinds of genres, so... So who are now some that's, of the- Wait, hang on. That's interesting. A guy from Finland does soul. That's really an interesting. We could talk about that for hours. How the hell did you get into soul from Finland? Finland is so blonde, blue-eyed, and white, and yeah. soul is so black and beautiful. So how did you do it? We li- we listen to a lot of music in Finland, and uh, we have, you know, uh, TV and radios, and you hear stuff. And the first time I heard really funky stuff was I think it was Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Back in the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, uh, songs of the key, in the key of life. Great uh, album. I listened to that. Like we had like four albums that I listened with my friends when we were teenagers. Like uh, that's that album, and then the first two Police albums, and then uh, it was Grace Jones Night Clubbing. Wow, Grace Jones, you got to go in there. We love Grace Jones. She's so- incredible. Yeah. I mean, she may be coming on our show, and I cannot wait for Grace on our show. Oh she's totally, she's totally out there. Uh, you have to talk to Eileen because Eileen uh, Grace Jones performed at Gay Pride in in New York like two weeks ago, and Eileen met her, um, and and we're friends with Chris Jones, her brother, um, and she's a. I mean, I never really even realized how big Grace Jones is because she. I, I always thought she's just a lot bigger in Europe, but like everybody loves Grace Jones. No, Grace she's Jones. fabulous, and she was great in the James Bond when movie. When she sings La Vie en Rose. There's nobody that could do it. Not even what's her name, Edith Piaf. I think Grace Jones, her arrangement of uh, La Vie en Rose is just amazing. Yeah. I have a new, on a new album also a cover version of her. I love her. I love Grace. Jones. What's the name of the song you covered? I've done it again. I've done it again. Okay, and that's on Songs for Mona, you guys, which is available on Spotify and all the digital download sites like everywhere in the world. So check it out. It's Sam Huber, and it's H U B E R. And the name of the album is Songs for Mona. It's a six-song EP, which I should say, uh, you also did cover songs by George Harrison, which we played, Isn't It a Pity? Uh, the Police, which you just mentioned, The Police a second ago. Right. Uh, Cheryl Crow, Grace Jones, and, and Bob Marley. And then is the sixth song a cover also, or are there two covers of one person? Uh, like, uh, they're all covers, yeah. Uh, so, But I have I named five people in their six oh, yeah. songs. They're talking hits, uh, Heaven, by talking hits. Oh. Okay, there you go. Okay, I, so I now do sure you live one. in New York part of the time and in and in Finland? Yeah, the other? I'm a frequent visitor nowadays. Uh, I've been coming to New York since 2001, and like mo- more and more. And now I stay here uh, like many many times a year. So like two or three times a year, something like that. So I come here to New York. It's like like my second home nowadays. So. Good for you, because I'm a native New Yorker. You know, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and I lived in New York the majority of my life, and I miss it. So I love California. I love Palm Springs, but I'll always be a New Yorker in yeah. in my heart. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful city. It's a phenomenal place. It's full of everything. Yeah, yeah. I fell in love with it since, like, the first visit. And that yeah. was, like, also a really, like, a really strange uh, time, because that was one and a half months after 9-11. Okay, tough was, time for us. That was my first visit to New York, and, and, and I still fell in love with New York. I could see the, the good side of New York, and it was really like, but it was really a, a mixed feelings, of course. 
You should have seen New York in the late 1950s and early 60s. That's when New York really was the most outrageous place to live. Uh, everything was affordable. Uh, you could live in beautiful apartments for a minimal amount of money, and people were out spending and having a good time and dressing beautifully because of the, the shops that are there. It's changed now because of the economy, and people really can't afford uh, anything but their rent. Right, so, yeah. Yeah, we mostly I mean, we stay in Brooklyn most mostly. Uh, like we we nowadays we call ourselves Brooklyn Brooklynites. So you know Brooklyn. that's what I am. Now, where do you stay in Brooklyn? Like now we're in, in uh, Prospect Heights, uh, but we've been all, all around. Like we usually rent uh, an apartment here. We don't stay in the hotels, and and it's that you can live more like a local. Right. So yeah, I love Brooklyn. So how hot is it? How hot is it in New York now? Because it's summer. Oh, uh, it's really hot. It's getting hotter by the minute. But it's like I don't know how it's in Fahrenheit. But now it's like thirty-four, thirty-five Celsius. Yeah. What, what is that in What is that in uh, Fahrenheit? Maybe eighty-four. No, it's got to be hotter than that. Tomas, how hot is it? <laughs> it's so hot that no, it, it's like ninety something. It's going to be a hundred over the weekend. Yeah, it's, it's it's high. It's really really hot. There you go. All right. You should be here. We have 106, 111. It was 116 every, yesterday. Yeah, every day. And it's been a, it, the planet is global warming. You cannot deny that. We're getting hotter and hotter out in California. Uh, L.A. never had 100-degree weather like now. Now L.A. 100 is par for course. So we are heating up. So, so. So you're you're an actor in Finland, and you're a, and you're a singer. Do you prefer one? one entertainment vice over the other you like them both about the same or like how, how does it all work for you in your head well it's like kind of 60 40 to to the music so but like music it's it's close to my heart and theater is close to my brain okay <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like love it you should see if you can get into any theater stuff in in new york and then you could come more often you could stay more because you'd be in some something there that's so because you're in the theater capital of like the world now Right, right, yeah. Broadway. I love us. Broadway, here we come. <laughs> That's right, Broadway here. So you guys, Sam Huber and the uh, True Groove All-Stars have a show, uh, I think that's Sunday, July 21st. Is that Sunday? That's Yes, true. July 21st, you guys. It's live at Berlin Under A, um, which is located at 25 Avenue A in New York, 10009. And it's Sam Huber featuring the True Groove All-Stars with special guests, Khalil Kane and Regina Bonelli, um, both super well-known uh, artists in their own right, and um, you want to get there. It's July twenty-first. The tickets are are only ten bucks. It's at seven wow. p.m. The doors open. Seven thirty is the uh, show time. And uh, Berlin under A is supposed to be a fabulous like club. So we want everybody, if you're in the New York area or Connecticut or anywhere close by, to go and support it and see this triple bill of phenomenal, phenomenal artists. See, I wish I could perform magic. I'd blink and we could be in New York. Like and, I Dream of Genie. And see your show, Like I Dream of Genie. Uh, living in California, we have so many benefits, but we miss out on all the New York benefits. I wish we could do both. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Because, every, you know, two good coasts. Have you ever been to L.A.? No, I've been to San Francisco. That was closest. And, and, and also La, La Jolla. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, La Jolla's not too far. That's San Diego, right, La Jolla? La Jolla is San Diego. Yeah, it's not too far from us. Right. Yeah. Um, Palm Springs well, is... Hey, never to L.A., but uh, I will come there eventually. Yeah, Yeah, we're in Palm Springs. L.A. is not so hot anymore. It used to be great, but it's fallen 
<laughs> we, we prefer to drive there. It's like an yeah. hour and a half, and we can just drive there and then yeah. come home and, and be in the in the relaxing area. Um, they want to know. Eileen uh, told me to ask you the name of your group at home. All right, our uh, eternal erection. That's the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, did I hear that right? You heard that right. Eternal erection. <laughs> so it's called Viagra for short. But anyway, we could. We could Viagra. We just go Viagra. We could bang that around around. Well, hang on. Let's talk about. Okay, so Eternal Erection. What kind of music does Eternal Erection play? Hardcore. Or funk. Funk. Fuck or funk. So how did you come up with the name Eternal Erection? Because this is, this is good talk. Yeah. People will like this. Uh, my it was a guitar player's idea, and that name existed more as a joke even before the band. And, we, and then we had this. Uh, we started playing this funk and soul stuff with the guys, and we thought, what name should be? And then, hey, hey, you had this name Eternal Erection. That would fit. So we took it. Have you you made T-shirts and stuff that say Eternal Erection? Yes, you can buy them. You can buy them. <laughs> now, when when you perform, <laughs> do you, do you underpants also, and like in every color. <laughs> now, when you perform, do you put dildos in your pants to look like Eternal Erections? <laughs> Don't have to. <laughs> he doesn't have to. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's good. That's good. Ladies, go see this show. It could be quite penetrating. <laughs> right? Actually, Scotty J says that's his wife's pet name for him, Eternal Erection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scotty J is dreaming a lot lately. <laughs> I like, love it, though. Send you the shirt. Yeah, right. Yes. So do you guys perform a lot in Finland? Yeah, yeah. We've been playing for 24 years, but now we're on a break. As they said in Friends, we are on a break. Okay. 24 years. That's quite a while. That's a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I started in 1994, and that was so far my most successful band. But 24 years, and now even the Eternal Erection has to, you know, I love it. Hey, where can they get their music, Jimmy? I don't know. Where do you get Eternal Erection music? <clears throat> From the interweb. There you go. So, guys, just Google inter in Eternal Erection Band, probably. Sam no, Huber. You can put Sam Huber. Yeah. Just Eternal Erection. That'll come up you. It won't come up Viagra. Well... You know, you can choose what you want. You know, <laughs> you're going to get a lot of other sites other than Viagra if you put in Eternal Erection. <laughs> no, but, but what a good, what a good iTunes. Okay. What a good gift to give somebody. Could you imagine giving them the album as a gift and they read Eternal Erection? It is a good no, joke. Like it's a kind it. of a fun gift to give. So no, buy it. Once, uh, once uh, one of our fans, uh, she wrote us a letter that please. Uh, can you send me one of your T-shirts, uh, a pink one, and as fast as possible, because my boyfriend is coming back from a long vacation or a trip somewhere, and wouldn't that be great when he comes home and I will wear that shirt? Eternal erection. Welcome home. Yeah, and, no. and and welcome home, you eternal erection. Yeah, yes. you gotta like love it. So, have you been performing now as Sam Huber as a solo artist? Is that new, or you always did that along with performing with Eternal Erection? Oh, it's a new thing. Like it started in 2016 when I, I met Tomas Dunker from True Groove Records, and we we made a record deal. So that's how my solo stuff started. Like two years ago, three years ago. Okay, your solo stuff is really good. You get compared to a lot of 
Um, I've seen comparisons. I Googled you to see all the different things people wrote about you, and, and they had a lot of really good comparisons, I think, uh, like a cross between Prince and somebody I think I read. And, and like so it was really, really very positive comparisons for you, the music and everything you've put out. I know the new album, Songs for Mona, is brand new, and it just came out really recently, um, but I think that you're getting great reviews on it. Uh, I listen to it on Spotify often, and uh, I think so. So first, kudos to that. Um, and second of all, how do you like being compared to like all the like iconic people? Like, uh, if somebody compares me to Prince, that's a big, big thing for me because he's one of my greatest uh, idols. I, I really, I really was crazy about him for so long since like until uh, about Love Sexy. That album was the last yes. Prince album, and then then he kind of lost it. But, yes. But like all the best albums, like Parade is my favorite album. So Prince. It's a good reference for me. And they're saying Tom, Tom Jones, which for me is a good reference because I love Tom Jones. Like, I have all Tom Jones' records. I think he's fabulous. Yeah, that's but, that's also, like, uh, a really good thing for me. That's, uh, I, I love Tom Jones, but that was not, uh, that's just, like, how my voice is. It's not the deliberate thing that I try to sound like Tom Jones, but he's, that's a good good reference, too, for me. Oh, well, yeah. you, have an ex you have a nice speaking voice. It's very bass, baritone. Yeah, baritone, yeah. yeah. Very baritone. So singing, you could probably sing Old Man River and make it sound wonderful. Do you know the song Old Man River? Yeah. Old Man River. There you go. Oh, my God. That sounded so good. Well, only because the, <laughs> the guy that sang it in the movie in the 1930 film was called, oh, what the hell was his name? Uh, Paul Robeson. And pa Paul Robeson was this wonderful black uh, singer, actor, baritone. And no one's been able to sing that song as well as uh, Paul did. Old Man River, and he did it with such feeling and meaning that people would cry from it when they heard it, because he really sang it like a slave would have sounded, you know, in those days. Brilliant actor, brilliant singer. I like Paul I ropes it. and everything. So, so, okay, so now you're Sam Huber. Let's do some hypotheticals. You're Sam Huber. You've already worked with all kinds of famous people. You know a whole kinds of people, but... If somebody was going to call you up right now and say, Sam, I want you to perform with blank, who's like your bucket list? If you could perform with anybody on the planet, who would you like to perform with? And you can't say Tomas Donker because you do that all the time. And, and Prince is dead. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're dead. They can be dead if Prince is it. But uh, but no, give us somebody new. How could you say, would you like to perform with if they're dead? It's okay. Gotta they, okay. They got to be alive. Alive. alive yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's be realistic here. Then, then after Prince, it would be Larry Graham. Larry Graham. I, don't, I don't know Larry Graham. Who's Larry? Graham? Who's Larry Graham? In the Family Stone. Uh, then he had Sly in the Family Stone. Who? Yeah. Sly in the Family Stone. Oh, I love Sly in the Family Stone. Are you kidding? I didn't know that was his name. I yeah. never really thought like, about it. Yes, and he has his own band, oh. Larry Graham and the Graham Central Station. So, what was Sly's big big song? The big hit. I still love Sly. Stay and uh, Family Affair. Yeah, it's a family affair. It's a family affair. Oh, I love Sly. I forgot all about him. Jimmy, put him in my car. <laughs> I, we have to get him on Spotify. Oh, I want that song now. It's a family affair. What a fabulous song. They were a great... Whatever happened to them? I don't know. Find Actually, them. what happened to Sly and the Family we'll put Stone? Them up, we'll, we'll bring him well, on the show. Sly is not in a good shape. Uh, uh, you know... He's old. Rock and roll thing. Yes, absolutely. Okay. But he's old. He's my oh, age. He's not in good health. We... 
Well, I'm not old, Jimmy. I know so. you're not, but like other people who are your age are older. Sly is like maybe even younger than I am. Ron, you're going to tell him I'm, how old I'm you 70, are because he doesn't know you. I'm 79, so Sly has got to be younger than I. Right? Yeah, but he like cocaine, you know. He, li- oh. he lived the rock and roll lifestyle. Oh, so he's, uh, he's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. That's Unfortunately. funny, though. Okay, so as an actor, who's, an, who's somebody you would like to have work with as an actor since you do both? Mm. Give us a male and a female. And uh, make them somebody, though, who's popular in America, because we might not know them if they're popular yeah. in Finland. Yeah. <laughs> somebody alive. Uh, yeah. Because other one, I would say Robin Williams, uh, definitely. Oh, I like Robin Williams. Uh, that I like. One that's alive. One that's alive. You never know. You may say it, and then they'll put you in the movie with them. So Actually, in the it. chat room, they say they like your voice, and that B. Claudia from Germany says that he thinks you should do a cover of White Wedding by Billy Idol. Oh yeah, that's that's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, Why? like that. And everybody else is saying they think it would be great. And they're also saying that you should act with Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Why? Why? Why more? Oh, I don't know. Now, well, speak, no, speak. no, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, there you go. Samuel L. Jackson's a good one. Speak some Finnish to me. I want to see if it sounds like German or Swedish. What does it sound more like, Swedish or German? The Finnish language. It sounds like anything. It sounds like Finnish. It's like it's not related. It's not an Anglo-Saxon uh, language. It, it, does it sound Dutch? It sounds like Estonian and and uh, and it's related to Hungarian, but it's not. Sounds like here and there. But I want to know some pari juttu suomeksi. Ja men tajua että ymmärrätkö yhtään mitä mä sanon tässä nyt. Yeah, I've never heard. Okay, that. what did you say? I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but I'm going to say a couple of words to you. Now. Yeah, no, I've okay. never heard the. Yeah, acts. we didn't understand it. No. <laughs> No, I could. I, now, if you, if I didn't know who you were, I could never identify with your nationality. German, I hear. Dutch, I can hear, and all the other accents. But Finnish is really a, a language of its own. Yeah, yeah it is. And uh, my mother language is uh, Swedish because I belong to a Swedish minority that lives in Finland, like the Finn Swedes. So I was first, my first language is Swedish, and then it's Finnish. So in that order. So. Now, now, B, B in Germany, can you understand any of these languages? Oh, B, do you understand anything that he says? Like she German? wrote that's Finnish, so. Yeah, well, if, I, uh, if, he said, if he says something in Swedish, can you understand? No, not it? Swedish, Finnish. No, but he speaks Swedish. Oh, say language. something in Swedish. Swedish, I understand. Hey, hey, today, uh, from Finland, I had the sum. So she says she she does not understand the Finnish, but she understands the the uh, Swedish. Swedish. Yes, Ellie from Estonia says she doesn't understand a word, and Eileen says it's sexy. For <laughs> <laughs> both figures, Eileen would say that. Yes, <laughs> but no, it's interesting because those are those are countries that we're not familiar with. Everybody knows France and Italy and Germany and and Spain, but yeah. uh, Finland and Sweden it seems to. Now becoming into vogue, my daughter Deirdre loves Sweden. She goes there often, and she said she would live there, except it's really difficult with the weather. But um, she loves the the way the Swedish people think, their products, the way they they build beautiful things, and and the city is a magnificently clean, beautiful city. She loves Sweden. Do you go to Sweden often? Yeah, because my wife's sister lives there. Like she's been living there, living there for over twenty years, and is married to a Swede and have three wonderful kids. So we go often. We visit Stockholm a lot. Yeah, we um we have dear friends from Sweden. What's his name and his wife? I love him. Who? 
I can't think of his name. Dear friends, now <laughs> seventy-nine years old. I, I have two. Do- I have two daughters. You know what I do when they're both in the room? I say, "What's your name?" I forget which which one is who. Isn't that awful? B, say, B says Sweden has its queen from Germany, so it's well known. She's from Germany, Queen Sylvia. And so when we had when Ron's daughter, her name's Deirdre, and she used to host the show with us. And she there was a TV show called Welcome to Sweden <laughs> mm-hmm. back in the day, a couple years ago, and yeah, she. Yeah. So she went to a club and met with Greg Poehler, who's the star of that show, and we did a live interview with him in, in a night in a bar with my uh, daughter. When his with him, when his daughter was there, it was and really cool. And he gave cool. her a birthday cake and a lovely little gift. He's the sweetest sweetest guy in the world. Sweden, Swedish guy. See, sweetest. But anyway, uh, I would like to go to Sweden. I'd like to go to Finland. When I was a little boy, I remember in school we read a book about Finland, and I thought it was so magical because the book was about uh, wolves, I think, who were living in the snow in in Finland. I've been to Finland. You have? Yeah. You never told me. Yes, I've been to Finland, except for that I was there on a Sunday. I don't even know where we went, and everything was closed. That's Europe. (laughs) So I was, I was on a I was on a cruise and we we did Scotland and uh I mean Sweden and we did Sweden and Ireland and we went to all these like different places and and uh, when we went there everything was closed and so I was like uh, it could be a I saw the I saw windmills yeah when I, I I lived in it when I was seventeen I lived in Italy for almost a year with my grandmother and my uncle and I couldn't get used to siesta. That three hours of nobody doing anything but sleeping, it would drive me crazy. Then I got used to it. And when I came back to the United States, I said, why is everybody still running around? I'm exhausted. And I got, I wanted to sleep. And it's wonderful to take that three-hour break in the middle of the day and sleep because it's hot. And you want it, and then you work, of course, till 9 o'clock at night. It compensates for the sleep. But uh, it's it's very, it's a pain in the ass when you're a tourist and everything. The museums shut down. The Pope even shut down the uh, the what do you call it? The church. Wait, do they have that? Do they have siesta in Finland? No. No, they don't have it in Finland. No, I think it's just the hot countries where Spain has hot. it. Yeah, of course it's hot. <laughs> Spain is very yeah, hot. The whole day is siesta day. Yeah, so that's yeah. everything's closed. Everything happens on Sunday. Oh, we should give another plug. Last last week, you guys did a show and you played with Scott Page. Yeah, we should say because we love Scott Page and Scott's- and I saw videos from the show. You guys looked fantastic. You had your blazer on and and you were jumping all around and stuff. It was very very cool. So we it's- give a shout out to Scott Page and again remind everybody that Sam Huber is going to be live at Berlin Under A July twenty first. That's this Sunday at seven p.m. Located at twenty five Avenue A. It's only ten bucks. You get to see Sam Huber. Tomo Stonker and the True Group All-Stars are going to be there. And Khalil Kane, which you guys know him. He's a famous, famous actor who's also a hip-hop and spoken word artist. And he was in uh, Juice, I think. Juice and uh, Renaissance Man. He's a great, great, great actor. And Regina Benelli, who is just like a phenomenal talent. So you guys want to go to this show. You want to get tickets. You want to check out Sam Huber at his website, samhubermusic.com. Are you on Twitter? Because I tried looking for you, but I didn't see you. There's another Sam Huber, but it wasn't you. Oh, I'm not on Twitter. I have a personal account that I don't use much. I'm not a Twitter guy, but maybe I should be. Yes, you should be. But you're an Instagram guy because I, I saw you on Instagram. Hey, Scott, can you clean up the vocal? We That's not on it. my end. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's on there. It end. went away now. It went away. Yeah. We, I also would like to, I, I may be incorrect on this next plug, but I want to push 
for our sweetheart, our dear friend, who is the most sensitive, wonderful guy in the world, and that's Scott Page. Uh, he's got a heart of gold. He's got the charm of 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 a mother. He's got the strength of a father. He's got. He's just a beautiful man, and he was. We we are going to the uh, wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom, which is downtown L.A. It's a, gi- it's a gigantic, it's an enormous uh, dome, and you lay in lounges and you watch the show on the ceiling while Pink Floyd is playing, and that's Scott uh, playing the saxophone incredibly. I love the way he And anybody who's that. just turning in who might not know, uh, Scott Page is the saxophonist for Pink Floyd. Yeah, and, uh, a, Super and a, Tramp, a dear friend and a wonderful person. And he got to play. Sam got to play with him. And like, so how was that playing with all those like cool people last week? Did you enjoy that? It was amazing. And Scott Page was just like mind-blowingly good. And he isn't he a- sweet? Isn't he a sweet guy? I mean, he's so sweet and gentle and and nice. But talk about his musical musicality. Yes, he he's was, great. Like, played a solo on, on and he ad libbed on almost every song, and like he was jamming with us, and it just. It was wonderful, and we did a, a free Pink Floyd songs too. Have you uh, have a cigar and us and them and the great gig in the sky? We did the, those three. I asked. I asked Scott. I said, "Why is your saxophone so different from others, and how come it's so great?" He said, "My saxophone is my voice." Yeah. So he doesn't think of it as an instrument; it's yeah. his voice. So like, he sing. He sings with his saxophone, and I thought. Speaks. speaks and that was very interesting because he's a great sax player good players do that like Jimmy yeah. and, and uh, all of them all train they they speak they have a voice they don't they do it's okay. not only notes yeah you gotta like love it's, it so no that, that's true i mean look at years ago the great uh horn blowers harry james trumpet do you know who harry james was trumpet player he was no. married to he was married to betty grable you know who betty grable was that sounds familiar, but that you know. the famous lady, she had a million dollar legs. They insured her legs. At he's Lloyd's talking like you're London. talking about people from like the 30s or something. No, right? 40s and 50s. Oh, 40s and 50s. Okay. But you know, this is the thing I I, I really resent about uh, the world. People can achieve great fame and great doings, and they're forgotten. But in Europe, they're not. They people. I mean, you could ask a twenty-year-old who Anna Magnani is, and he'll tell you exactly who she is. Sophia Loren. They know the great. Come on, ask him. Do you know who Anna Magnani is? Yes, yes, I know. Sophia Loren, although Italian stars. Yes. Yeah, but I'm, but even English star Dame Judith. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Judy Dench. Judy Dench. You know, yeah. we could talk about, yeah. and people know them. But in the United States, they don't know anything. They only know. Yeah, we meet people who don't know Barbara Streisand. Well, I did a lecture in a college. I've said this story a thousand times, and I was talking about, a, uh, I think Jane Russell or something. And the guy in the front of me, the kid, was blank. I said to him, "Do you know who Barbara Streisand is?" He said, "No, but I've heard of her." And I thought, Jesus, what are we doing wrong in this country? We're not respecting the the legends that have given us so much by keeping their their names alive. And I know Europe, they do. Who is who's somebody who are some uh, either actors or musicians from Finland who are like super super popular in Finland? Uh, like actors, um, Anita Ekberg, Swedish. God, was she gorgeous? She, yeah, but like mm, who's always also famous abroad? Finnish actor. Uh, well, maybe the most famous uh, film director is Aki Kaurismäki. Uh, okay, so you have, have you seen his movies? I don't think so. 
No. What about? Are there any music groups? Popular Finnish music groups? I, I think there's a lot of metal groups. Yeah, metal like roll and like if you like, like uh, you know, have you heard about Hanoi Rocks? Yeah, Hanoi Rocks is a good one. I have actually seen them in concert here. I, I performed with, uh, with with the lead singer Mike Monroe a lot with Eternal Erection. He's been like guesting with us. So he's a good friend of mine. And he's an excellent and wonderful singer and performer too. Oh, and, B, B. Claudia said him is a, is a Finnish band. Is him a Finnish band? Exactly. They, they were huge here. I went and saw them in concert, too. Yeah. Wow. B yeah, knows everything. Them, too, yeah. B knows now, everything. You, okay, you, we only have a minute. Are you familiar with Anita Ekberg, and what have you got to say about her? Uh, Anita Ekberg. Well, was she, she not gorgeous? I mean, she was breathtakingly she beautiful. Big, uh, charisma, yes, yes, yes. I Breath- love it. Breathtakingly right. beautiful. All right, you guys, we only have a couple of seconds left, so we gotta let's do another plug. You guys, this is Sam Huber. His new album is Songs for Mona. He's an indie artist. Please support, download, buy, stream, everything that you can. It's a six song EP. Um you can also, if you're in the New York area, see him live at Berlin Under A, July 21st, 7 p.m., $10 a ticket with special guest Khalil Kane and Regina Bonelli with Thomas Donker in the True Group All Stars. Yes. And um uh, check out his mu- his, his uh, website, samhubermusic.com, and that's it. We're out of time. Sam, we hope you have a fabulous time while you're here in the United States. Enjoy everything, and it was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. And we'll see you in L.A. Bye. Yes. Hurry see in. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care, baby. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Next week, we'll have Eileen Shapiro coming Woo! on the show. We've also got um, Gabrielle Stone oh, coming yeah. on and one of the, uh, the, the one of the band members of Glass Tiger, which is one of my favorite all-time it's gonna bands. Be a up, it's going to be a fun, funny show, Fun folks. show, so we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Chad Room. See thanks, you next week, guys. Thanks, Scotty J, and thanks, Danielle. We'll see you guys yeah. next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh-